You know what that sound means? It is another episode of Game for a Movie. It's been a while, friends. It has been. It's it been has. too long. Yes, it has. I, it was just one of those things where, like, everybody had something come up. Yeah. Like, That's true. Mitchell moved. Uh, you two were on vacation. I had work shit. Like, it literally everything just happened to keep us apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we were allowed to be outside again, so we kind of have some, yeah, uh, some schedule conflicts. Yeah. That's true. Kind of interesting what happens when your social calendar reemerges. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it is episode 33. I am your host, Mike Tank. I am joined by... Andre. And Jill. We went in an opposite order. And it's we weird. did, but it was so smooth because we're physically together and you could just exactly, point it out. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, Jill is going to kick us off oh, with yeah. movies because <laughs> we're going to go around this way. Yes. Like we normally do around. <laughs> I was um, thinking of Triangle from last night when we were playing Just One. Oh, yeah. Gee, I saw. Awesome. Mm. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but first we gotta talk about what we are drinking. Mm. Um, Joe, looks like you have some some <laughs> fresh uh, tap water, clear liquid. Yes, it's, it's called tap water. It came from technically our fridge. It also has this really cool nifty invention in it called ice. It's very cool. Ooh. It keeps it nice and chill. So I was having a conversation with my landlord today, and he does not get ice and water. Like he does not get it. Maybe he has a sensitivity to cold, because yeah, I maybe. do, but um, not from like cold water. Like, he just never has ice in his water. It. He so, always takes it yeah, straight. Yeah. Does he like ice cream? Yeah. He what about like soda? Can you only drink soda straight out of the can? Uh, I don't know about soda. We didn't get to that. The ice thing for water is he doesn't understand melting ice giving you more water. He would just That's rather it. have fresh water. Okay, but okay, that's but not why I'm putting water, ice in my water. Yeah, water. I, I understood. <laughs> It was a long conversation, but it was a good conversation. I didn't, I didn't realize that this is a political stance. But. You know, I, I like your landlord. You always, I always learn fun things about him. He's a good the dude. Ice. Yeah. Not knowing what a thirst trap was. Not, not <laughs> having Mitchell here today, because we do not have Mitchell here today. Uh, I invited him to come along oh, so we could have a fourth. Oh. He does not watch movies like we do. Gotcha. Okay, I thought you were just going to stop at he doesn't watch movies. Oh, no. He does not watch movies like we do. He... He has a hard time watching movies because he doesn't watch TV, really. Sure. He's out doing stuff, uh, which is great, you know? Um, his last movie he saw was Joker, and he didn't watch the end of it, so. Oh, nice. I could, you know, that um, of all the movies to throw out, yeah, I could see somebody just walking away from Joker. He enjoyed it. That's the thing. He enjoyed it, said, like, three out of five, but it was just, he, he just didn't want to sit down anymore, you know, yeah, exactly. or something like that, you know? It's a long, it, it's long, and it feels long. Yes, yes. Um, what I am drinking is called Days. It is from Treehouse Brewing in Massachusetts. Do not go on Sundays if you would like to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, as of today, uh, May, late May, early June 2021, don't go on a Sunday. Yes. No, I, I don't think they pour on Sundays. Ever? I, I don't think so. I don't know what their blue laws are or anything like no, that. That's, that's, just, that's no. the Bible, man. God said no drafts on Sundays. Not my God, your God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God's blood is wine. So I get But yes, I have some Treehouse here because I drove an hour to get it and they asked me my order number. And then I realized they don't pour on Sundays. So I don't know if that is a real thing or not, but it seemed like it was established they don't pour on Sundays. Sure. Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, Andre, what are you drinking? Uh, I think I am drinking a double cyclops, double cyclops dipper from Labyrinth. I think Labyrinth's made multiple appearances on this podcast at this point. Labyrinth might as well sponsor us. I know, right? Sponsors Labyrinth uh, because this beer is really good, and I love drinking your beers, and I will continue to drink them and hawk them on this podcast. I I will continue to drink Labyrinth beer, especially Mm -hmm. it's not too far or anything like that. You don't have to go an hour for not pouring on Sundays. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) You don't lose an hour of your two hours of your life right so well we've got a lot of movies to talk about um including andre you lost yep which uh if you were guessing along was kind of fun we were putting out clues along the way i know you were like i have a, I have a hint tweet ready to go and i was like oh this is gonna be good and then yeah i don't know it was, it was yeah. pretty clever pretty no, that clever. was a lot of fun because i asked andre if i should tweet this yeah saying, like getting ready for the bad movie and then i was gonna run it by you yeah and he said not to do it and i'm like i'm happy we didn't yeah, it was. It's kind of fun. I like this like guessing game thing. Obviously, some of the movies we've watched will not have a guessing game because. How would you do uh, Happy Time Murders? Yeah, right. Uh, Happy Time Murders. I did one actually, you and did? and people got it. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah. it? Um, I think it was Melissa McCarthy, just like in a different movie. Right. You know, because I'm trying to use the actors that are in the movie in different ways. Mm. So, like, uh, in this one, it has Howard Stark and Paula Patton, you know? Right. So I use different movies for them. And I know his name's not Howard Stark, but... Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper, that's it. Which, you know, I have to say, I I love you, Dominic. You should just live in the Mamma Mia universe. Just go (laughs) off there, sing and dance with Meryl Streep. You look really happy and... You're a much better actor when you're in the island of Greece. I mean, I was happy when he was Howard Stark. He was fine for me. Yeah, but there was no singing and dancing. There was no I'm singing and dancing. sucker for a musical. <laughs> we know. It's <laughs> a good segue for me, at least. It is a good segue for you. So, uh, you're kicking us off with the first movie. I am. And what, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about one of my favorite guilty pleasure films, um, which is uh, Richard Lester's Help, with an exclamation point, from okay. 1965. I, I've got something for you before, just a question before we start. Is it a bad movie? No. Do you believe in guilty pleasures? It uh, sounds like it because you said guilty pleasure. So, okay. Mm. So, let me walk that back on guilty pleasures. There are movies that I genuinely, that I love, mm-hmm. that I know if I'm going to invite a second or third, fourth, fifth, whoever, right. they're probably going to be not as enthusiastic for it. Okay. So, they're not guilty for me like... I'm trying to think of a movie that nobody likes, and I can't think of anything. I'm going to use my friend's... I'm going to use my friend. Yeah. She really likes Leap Year. Okay. Well, yeah. what about Willow? I feel like Willow's a good pick. No, I mean, I'm I'm not the generation of Willow, but if you were a kid in the 80s, okay, apparently Willow right. was the shit. No, no, okay. no disrespect um, to Willow, I guess. Okay, but... I mean, like, mine's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You I sure? Know, no yes, one yes, loves yes. it, but... I do. <laughs> so my friend really likes Leap Year. Yeah. And that, to me, and to the larger world, yeah. is not a particularly fun romantic comedy romp. Okay. But for her, it is. And it's not something she feels the need to go out of the way of telling people. So that, that to me, is a guilty pleasure. Okay. Versus... So you're just movie. airing out her dirty laundry no, over the I air. No, yeah. I didn't drop names. <laughs> I just can't think of a it's movie It's you. Right you love now. Leap Year. We know it. Okay. The Hobbit trilogy. Okay. Like, I'm very yeah, upfront okay. that I actually genuinely love those movies. Okay. With the nice little asterisk of, well, I've watched the making ofs of them so many times that, like, you see the love on the screen. All sure. that CGI love. 
I will say The Hobbit significantly better than the film I will talk about. It's related. All all three of them way better. All I have to say is now I don't believe in guilty pleasures, but there are things that I like that um, do skew towards like children because I do like cartoons where I'm probably not going to bring that up in a room of cinemaphiles or even parent like parents. My friend's parents or that because they're just not going to get it. They're going to think that's weird. Yes. My thing from My Little Pony. Right. Yeah, that's pretty normal, but some people will think that's really immature or child right. or whatever, or there's something wrong with it. And yours, yours is not like a brony My Little Pony. No, I don't, have a, is, I don't yeah. have a pony pillow. Yeah, right. right. No, no, I just want that to be clear to everybody that's listening. <laughs> yes, I'm not a Pegasister. <laughs> right. Yes. Which yes. appropriate <laughs> name. <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's what they're called. <laughs> even though my favorite pony, if I have to tell you, I'm not ashamed, is Pinkie Pie. I can't, Earth believe, pony. Uh, I can't believe you've co-opted this podcast into a My Little Pony. I, I cannot show. believe this mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. One day I'm going to make you watch the movie that came uh, out not too long ago. Uh, we got our next bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't think it actually counts as a bad movie. Ah, oh, dang. But yeah, to, the, to that point, I guess I would agree with you. I don't really think in, I don't really believe in guilty pleasures anymore at this point, but... I know when to bring up. I, I know which social circles I'm going to bring up My Hero Academia with right. versus, you know, or the. Broly. Or Broly. Broly. <laughs> Dragon Ball Broly, maybe. <laughs> no, I think Broly gets the nail on the head right there. There, there are some yeah. films that I'll always talk about, and then there are others in different social situations where I'm like, I don't think they're going to get it. Fair. Right. I just, I've found this question lately, and it's it's been interesting because. I don't truly believe in guilty pleasures anymore. Sure. I call things guilty pleasures, but for the same part, like what you like. Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, it, what do we care? Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll walk back my words and say this is my comfort, a comfort movie yeah, for me. Fair. You fair. Know? Um, which, as I said, I know we went off a little bit. Uh, Richard Lester's 1965, Help. The second of four Beatles films. I can't believe There's four of them? Four. There were supposed to be four. There's supposed There's to be four. Really okay. like okay. 3.5. Yellow Submarine. Uh, You're missing the big one. Hard Day's Night? Yeah. And then there's one more. One more? One more. The Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, uh, Magical Mystery sure. Tour. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you don't, who don't know, at the height of Beatle fame, they made they wanted to contracts to make four films mm-hmm. over the course of a certain amount of years. The first was A Hard Day's Night, which mm-hmm. is also directed by Richard Lesser. And that's just a really fantastic movie. It's kind of like the one of the first day in the life of the artist nice. type film or documentary thing like that and it's fun and you actually do see a lot of the wackiness of yeah. the beatles peeking through in that film okay and then in 1965 we get help um okay. which is also the name of an album same name um and that's like they turned that wackiness from like a nice five to six up to like 11. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then later contracts fell, uh, things arose, people drifted away. Yeah. Richard Lester did not come back and the Beatles, I think really spearheaded the project for magical mystery tour. Right. And that's where the wackiness goes from being like a fun 11 to WTF 22. Yeah. That was uh yeah. The needle went too far in that direction. Fair. And then the Beatles broke up, but yeah. they still technically had another film. Um, and I do want to make it clear I'm not like a Beatles expert, so I'm kind of definitely simplifying things. Um, they broke up or they were not do they were on the outs. They still needed a fourth film, so Yellow Submarine yeah. is primarily made of cutting room floor Beatles songs. 
Oh, okay. I a did not of, know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of B-sides and things like that. I knew that. they made it like more animated and stuff oh, like that. it's all animated. Yeah, I thought that was because they couldn't be in the same room with some of them. or They don't need... So the Beatles don't even voice themselves. Oh. The Beatles only appear as re- audio recording, um, I believe, oh. at the end when they do All You Need Is Love. Okay, interesting. Um, so there is no active... There is no live Beatles. So don't watch Yellow Submarine. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow Submarine. I was about to Yellow ask. I wasn't going to blow up your spot, but you definitely typed in Yellow Mustard into your Google search bar. And I was like... Okay. It's like, was there like a Heinz promo? With, like, it would pretty cool, I guess. So I am going to correct we myself. All live um, in Yellow Deja Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it came out in 1968. So the Beatles were still together, mm-hmm. um, but... I think it probably was starting to be... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This does Beatles not, history this is not our forte. Is our forte. Yeah. Um, if you want a good one for that, check out Infectious Groove. I'm guessing they are one of them. Uh, they they spin records, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Love to give them some love. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, did not plan to be a Beatles historian this afternoon. <laughs> um, so what is help? Help I, is... A great musical comedy spy satire. Okay. They are... There's Sophie. Our cat uh, We have appeared. a cat, yes. <laughs> we have a fourth, fourth member. Chair. It's yep. Mitchell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure she doesn't uh, get too familiar with the camera. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a spy satire. It really is kind of parodying the James Bond-esque spy films of the mid-60s. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, for those of you who have not had the chance to learn about this film, I'm going to read the description from IMDb. Oh, I'm IMDb. excited. Let's go. <laughs> so, Ringo Starr finds himself the human sacrifice target of a cult, and his fellow members of the Beatles must try to protect him from it. So, wow. that leaves so out a bit. So, he's the kid from The Mummy Returns that gets the bracelet oh, on his arm? Yeah, he's way more helpful than that kid. Yeah, well, yeah. That's okay. actually not too far off. Is Ringo Starr a plot Moppet? Yes, no. No. No, okay. I'm glad um, that Ringo isn't a plot Moppet. No, 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 no. There is no Moppets in this movie. <laughs> Thank God. Um, what the, the, what Moppets the, that, in this movie. What that little description is not telling you is that it's a ring that he acquires yeah. that won't come off his finger, and because he can't get it off... He's now the next. Yeah, I got one of those. Sacrifice. It's <laughs> yeah, like a marriage. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Love <and> you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole movie is the Beatles, Beatles hijinks, trying mm-hmm. to avoid the cult, who's trying to get the fa- the ring. Then there's a zany scientist who's also like, I could rule the world with that ring. So I'm also, I also want it. So it's Lord of the Rings, James Bond, Wicker Man. <laughs> James Bond, Lord of the Rings, and um, just because it's impossible. No, you need Mission something with impossible. no, because like it needs like there's a world, there's a world traveling component too. Oh, there's a world traveling. Oh, so component. Indiana oh. Jones then? Yeah, Indiana yeah, Jones, okay, yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones. Except there's no exploring ruins or temples. Sure, but I'm just you know I got the you're montage of the plane yeah. go driving. yeah going across. Well, my the, my yeah. thing with Wicker Man was just there was a cult. Yeah. Okay, and I just immediately a... go to the the bees. And yeah, the bees. he's the yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. You know, the original of The Wicker Man is way more serious. Oh, way better. Yeah. And better. I mean, yeah. it's not insanely serious, but like... I mean, there's a part in the remake where Nick Cage is wearing a bear suit and punches, punches a woman. woman. Yeah. I mean, that that is cinema, cinema gold. genius right yeah. there. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yes, we are. So, um, Help is also the name of one of my favorite Beatle albums. Mm-hmm. So, it has all the music from that. And Beautiful. it's just zany Beatles hijinks, like I said. Um... 
what probably is helping encourage the laughs and good times or all the drugs the Beatles are on, mm-hmm. but they don't try to hide that fact. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> good for them. They're really upfront about it. Love and, that for them. I mean, um, yeah, they might as well be. <laughs> if you ever want an interesting read, the IMDb trivia page for this film is all about the, you know, different scenes and things they would have filmed or did film, stoner hijinks, craziness, things like that. But it's, it's stupid, but it's a good type of stupid. And it's like it's got the Beatles and they're singing some of my favorite songs. Okay. Um the throughout the film to have the, the musical components, the movie Ooh. just kinda stops and becomes a music video hmm. for Interesting. Yeah, two yeah. and a half to yeah. three minutes. So like Ticket to Ride is shot in the Alps because the Beatles wanted to go to the Alps. Just cause. And there is just some gorgeous cinematography of like them standing on a snowy I'm, hill playing pian- playing a piano, and it's great. I'm getting some, like, Adam Sandler grown-ups vibes from this, where, like, they, he's been on record on saying he just wanted to go on vacation well, and that was with his bros, the right? whole The whole movie of Blended, he wanted to go to Africa with his kids. Right, right, and, right. Uh, yeah, and so, like, it's just, they made a movie and said... All right, we're going to Africa. See ya. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where this goes. So they go to the Alps, they go to the Bahamas, um, then there's stuff yeah. in London, and it's like it's just album. fun. And you get to see all the Beatles' different personalities shining through. Nice. Um, if you ever watch it, look closely for George. Mm-hmm. He's slow, he's pickpocketing pickpocketing things throughout the entire <laughs> film. Um, John is just kind of being himself, but you know, it was before I knew he was. We knew he was an asshole, so it's okay. Paul is kind of this like the, nobody wants him. It's okay. Kind of yep. Sad at one point, and then he and the um, another character kind of finally start colluding. And they're like, I, "He, I trust this woman. She knows what she's talking about. She can help us." Right. So there's that, and then Ringo is the star, and probably the best acting Beatle. Ringo is the star. Ringo star. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I mean, I know that's not what you meant, but it well, was just too perfect. It's the same. So Ringo, I think. Was when it came to be in this movie, they're like, "Who wants to? Who wants to be it?" And Ringo was the most camera friendly. Like he was okay and comfortable fair. in front of the camera. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's running around trying to protect his finger. Yeah. And you know his drumming skills and it's, nice. It's really fun. It's, nice. It's a how long is this movie? I was gonna say it's not. It's an hour and a half long. Okay. There are parts of it that feel really long. Yeah. But if you were to, if you just kind of want. Something fun on in the background. Help. Nice. Cool. How would you rate it then? I would give it four out of five fiendish thingies. I was really fiendish hoping you were thingies. just going to say stars. No. This is the, like, the uh, one this movie. This is the you one. Like, yeah. the With two R's. With two R's. Two R's. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I can do that, but no, it's a fiendish, fiendish thingy. thingy. Okay. All, All right. right. I like All fiendish right. thingy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess that brings it to me. Um, you were talking about animation. Yeah. I'm going to do an animated movie. Wow. I watched... Are we in the Upside Down? We're the ones that usually talk about animated movies. Really. I talk about animated you movies. You do too. You're right. Yeah, That's yeah. true. And usually. there's a reason why I'm talking about this one. Mm. Uh, it is Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Mm-hmm. It is on Netflix. Uh, it is produced by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, if those names sound familiar, they are behind some of the most, well, some of the greatest animation lately. Is what I will say. Mm. And then um, some other classic stories. Uh, they were the directors and writers of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yep. They were the directors for 21 and 22 Jump Street. Ooh. Um, executive produced Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. <laughs> writers and directors for the Lego movie. Yeah. Executive produced and uncredited for directing Solo, a Star Wars story. I mean, hey, I liked it. They, they had 
needs some input. Yeah. yeah. Phil Lord wrote and they produced Spider-Man Into the Spider-Man. Hell yeah. Probably the biggest one under their belt Yes. Now. And now they're both writing and both producers for the untitled Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel coming in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're also producers for Andre's favorite Batman, which is the Lego Batman. Hell yeah. Batman, not Batman story. Right. Yes, we need to clarify. Wait, wait, wait. So favorite Batman? Batman Bat- person? Favorite Batman. Favorite Batman movie. Cinematic. Not- Will Arnett's portrayal of Okay, but yes. not your favorite Bat person. Not my favorite Bat person, but okay. he's 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 ranked up there. I don't know. I think Will Arnett's a great Batman, personally. Great Batman and too. while doing this research, I also found out, and it just needs to be said, they were the writers, directors, and executive producers for Clone High. Yep. Which right. is crazy to we, me. I think every, we, everyone at this table knows what it is, but no one at this table has seen it. Nope. nope. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I've been trying to find it. The yeah. internet can yell at us now. Yeah. Right. I've been trying to find it. But um, that's who I really wanted to talk about. Mitchell's vs. Machines, glorious. It is a great story. Okay. Um, I, basically, it is Apple. Um, I'm going to try to keep this as story-free just because... At the um, top of it, you recommend this movie. Yes. At the top okay. of it, I recommend this movie... I think you two would love it, mm. so that's also why I want to like hold back, is because I think you guys would love it. Appreciate uh, it. Basically, the worst family left in a robot apocalypse has to defeat the robots and save the world. Mm. And uh, there's a cool animation style called Katie Vision, which, like, the animation style is what I love about it, and there's a pug that's amazing as well. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Doug the pug, I think. Doug? Doug? Sophie the cat, because here she comes. Here comes Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Doug the pug. I gotta look again. But um, basically, uh, it's Danny McBride, it's uh, Abby Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, uh, Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman. Is, Eric Andre's in this, in Eric this movie? Eric Andre's in this movie. Hell yeah. Eric Andre is the uh, Apple, like, guy oh so he's the one doing the big presentation yeah everything like that um olivia coleman fred armison uh chrissy Teigen, beck bennett john legend blake griffin's in this blake griffin. yeah, okay how is this how is it, how is O'Brien, it did John you know it was blake griffin when he when when he showed up um no i was looking at the imdb page as i was watching <laughs> it and i was like wait what? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he's a side character. It's not sure. like he's got, like, a huge part. Yeah. But he does well with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it is great. I highly recommend it. Um, I give it 4.5 uh, loaves of bread. Loaves of bread? <laughs> yes. It'll okay. make sense. Yeah. I feel like I have to watch it just to understand that rating. It's you been do. on my watch list. It, yes, it has been. And I just want to say, what a goddamn glow up for Sony Animation. What right? was the, Sony I Pictures know, right? Animation. Yeah. They went from Emoji Movie to Spider-Verse to this. <laughs> like, come on, Well, man. and one of the best parts of the Mitchells vs. Machines is a uh, reappearance. Um, you may have seen it in trailers. I can't remember if it's in trailers or not. The reappearance of a toy of our childhood. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I've seen... I know what you're talking about. What is it? I, want I don't to, want to tell you. Do, do you want to know? Okay, yeah, I guess it's a spoiler. Problem. All right. No, okay. it's, it's, it's a good one. When it comes out, you're just like, oh, fuck no. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, yeah, because it's not only something that you probably hated in your childhood, even though you probably had one, mm. it is something that freaks you out. And I will personally say, 
Um, can I guess what it is? Go ahead. Is it a Furby? Yeah. It is a yeah, Furby. Fucking Furbies. Yes. As soon as you said owned... that, I was like, I had one of those. I hated it. I <laughs> never owned one, but my friend got one as like a birthday gift or something. And like within days, the shine wore off and she was convinced it was going to kill her. Yeah, so I had mine buried in a closet and had the power button off on it. Oh, no. And literally like a month after the power button had been off. The fuck was that? <laughs> I go in and the Furby literally looks at me like with his undead eyes yeah. and it just <laughs> and starts laughing again. Yes. Did you like that noise? We got a cat guest. We have a cat. She's 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 approaching the microphone. Hey, Kiki. Oh, try it. I was gonna try to get a picture for the Instagram. I did look at the uh the other the director, one of them, mm-hmm. um, for the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. And the first credit that I that caught my eye is that they did a number of uh episodes for of Gra- uh, Gravity Falls. Oh, okay, great. Like Rihanna? Oh. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Like, that's, right, well. that's okay, yeah, sign me up. Gravity yeah, absolutely Falls. Absolutely signed up. And it also it's explains great. a little bit like the the style of animation is really cool. Like it's it's out there, it's different, but it's really cool. It well, right. Well, it's it's kind of it's kind of got that sort of oh, from when you're seeing the trailers, it's got that pseudo stop motion yes. kind of vibe that yes. Spider-Verse had yeah. in a way, right? right. So. And but it's different. Like it's not yeah. the same and I like that about it is yeah. because it's trying to be different. Cool. Um, it's a different film. Yeah, it's a creative, lot of fun. Uh, yeah, creative director. And I saw that Alex Hirsch, is, also of Gravity Falls. Do we know like if this... A, is this running in theaters at all? Or is it just I think it just went straight to Netflix, okay. yeah. And I think... So, there was a thing. It was supposed to go to something else. Maybe like Hulu oh. or something like that. Okay. It wasn't ever supposed to have a theater release. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I could be very wrong about that. But it was supposed to go to something else. And then it switched to Netflix. Gotcha. And... Uh, I'm really glad it did. Um, it's been a very bright spot in the. Uh... Dang it! I tried to get. She's just making the laps at this point. Yeah, she right. Just wants attention. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Sophie Cat. Yeah. It's her, her back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was very good. Um, Four point five. Four point five. Loaves of bread. All right. Okay. Yes. I like those carbs. Yes, and it will make sense. I promise. Dude. Is it is am I speaking it of carbs? It is time. Man, speaking of carbs, I need to go ahead. Load up a little bit. And then, you ready? Yep. There you go, buddy. Uh, oh, you got a beard now? Yeah, I got a beard. We went to okay. beard when we were uh, in Mystic. Okay. And we're drinking from the beard glass. I do. We're using the beard glass. I need more beer for this movie. Beard section. I am really excited for this so movie. Let me, let me give it a little bit of a pour. Uh, while you're giving a pour, I will give a shout out to Booze and Spirits podcast. They guessed based on the clues. What the movie is, uh, what the bad movie is. They oh, they guessed on, it. They got it. They got on the third clue. All right. Was that the Paul still pretty that was the Paul I, I, I will what say. What was your second clue? Second clue was Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Which I, I would say pretty impressive because I think most people forgot about this movie already. Yes. So the first clue was wow, the word wow. From Ted. From Ted. Uh, <laughs> the second clue was Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. He's in this movie. Uh, the third clue was Paul Patton from Mission Impossible. And she's also in this movie. And the final one, because uh, I put four because I was having too much fun with it, um, was from Bright saying, I feel bad for orc women. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, you, know, you are so welcome. I threw yeah. out Bright if we couldn't find Yes, Bright gosh. would have been another good pick. And but... I said it may happen in the future. Yes, it might. I don't want to that's watch up there. Bright yeah. at all. Anyways. Keep going, sorry. The I... film... That I'll be discussing this on this podcast is Warcraft, the 2016 adaptation 
of the famed Warcraft video game series. Is that the same as World for War of Warcraft? World of Warcraft, yes, of that fame. Of Warcraft. No, so, but like the game, you know, the MMO version. Yes, yes, yes. You, you mean yes. You mean WoW? Wow. Like the first clue. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess at the top, I need to give my background as to how much I know about Warcraft lore, okay? So this movie is an adaptation of Warcraft colon Orcs and Humans, the very first Warcraft video game. Okay. It's, it came out in 1994 that it's like, it's super old, right? Almost Sweet as old as I am. Jesus. 1994? Yeah. Yes. So, so you should know how little story content they're working off of for this movie, right? Right. Um, well, I've played, uh, so the only Warcraft game I've played Besides Hearthstone is World of Warcraft, and that takes place in I the didn't timeline. I Hearthstone is part of it too. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm learning yep. a lot too. Yep. 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 So. Yep. 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 <laughs> obviously, World of Warcraft was like the biggest game in the world. I feel like at like in the late 2000s, whatever it came yes. out. And so I spent countless hours. Like I think that's probably one of like in my top five games in terms of playtime. Okay. But I did not pay attention to the lore at all. It was just, you know, I was addicted to that gameplay loop and I just made a bunch of friends in there, right? right. So I know very little about the actual... The friends we made along the way. Exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs> so if you had me try to... If I tried to give you, like, a story summary of all the proper characters in the Warcraft universe, I couldn't do it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, whatever. I'm familiar with the world, familiar with the races and locations, but... I don't know shit about the story, honestly, because right. I've. It's one of those things where you just pop in and out, and like it's kind of like, all right, you go into this dungeon, and the big evil bad guy is monologuing. You're like, okay, I just need to hit him with my spells. I and just need, yeah, just, yeah. I'm, I'm prepared for this. You I'm just gonna, want the loot. Yeah, right. So, so give us an attack boost. God damn it, Leroy. <laughs> God damn it, Leroy. Right, right, right. When I think of Warcraft, I think of Leroy Jenkins. I think of the South Park episode of yes. Warcraft. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I you know those whatever. are the two that pop in my yeah, head. I'm yeah, saying, those are very good examples. Um, yes. All this is to say is I'm not a big I, I've I, I like WoW a lot. I don't know shit about the story, so I'm not I'm not an uber fan as far as like the I'm not super attached to this world in terms of plot and characters. That being said, definitely open. There's like some very interesting stories in Warcraft, so I was kind of excited when this movie was announced. I'm like, oh okay, cool. Like Warcraft right. has a lot of broad appeal. Maybe this will be the, the the adaptation to break through. And my God, it did not do that, man. Did not. It did not do that. I'm gonna say it did not succeed in making me want to play. Uh, right. Yeah. So that's that's true. So Jill, you know, um, and, uh, my my ever stalwart partner, uh, watched this movie with me. And yeah, so I guess that is really the litmus test. You have not played WoW like I have, really. and you're not at all interested. I think yeah. I love having you guys on the show together because you always watch when the other one loses. Right, well that's the thing, that's why, like, but it really, we're both playing whatever game twice over because if one of us loses, the it's other like, one's watching. You didn't watching. watch, um, Happy I did not, you're right, that's true, you that's true, out. I bowed out. And that's you right. don't need to watch it together, I hope you guys no. know. Yeah, that's know, why I'm giving Joe point, she, yeah, she, right. she watched it with me, so. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I think the fact that we're having this podcast over a neoprene mat of Middle Earth Yes. <laughs> Shows you that when it comes to fantasy, I'm pretty particular. It's true. Um, <laughs> and like, okay, anyways, I guess I should talk about what the actual movie's about, right? So, like I said, it's adapting Orcs versus Humans. So, right. uh, it's the very first game of the timeline. Um, basically, humans live in this fantasy world of Azeroth. Uh, okay. They 
Uh, the, the aesthetic is Azeroth, very... Azeroth, Mitrion, Zinthos? Yeah, that Azeroth, but not okay. that Azeroth. Okay. But spelled the same. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, think, like, you know, like, honestly, very, very Tolkien-esque humans. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like basically, the main capital, Stormwind, it might as well be what the, what, what, what's Gondor. Like, the basically... Okay, yeah. yeah. It, that, yes, but just way more exaggerated. Like, you know... It, Humans look so cartoonishly, like the armor is like huge and I was gonna say, spiky. I would give props to the whoever designed the armor for the movie. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. They, they nailed that. They nailed the silhouette. Is, for, is, all right, I gotta ask: Is yes. there human women in this, and do they have human women armor? No, we never see if we a don't human see woman a woman warrior. Fight. Okay, yes. we see a okay. woman. We there's, see there's a coded one, female, we but see, not a human. Yeah, yeah. I was one, just wondering if they go to like the extra level of like they crafted boob armor. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Video game. Well, wow. Yeah, wow yeah, is yeah. kind of like yeah. Wow is kind of like the template for that kind of bullshit, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I wouldn't have been shocked. We'll get yeah. There. When we get there, I'll, you know, I will say that when they put when they did put her in armor, it was not stupid superhero comic book yes, armor. Yes, right. She was she a sexy practical. lamp? No. no. Okay. She's not sadly. Yeah. Okay. Is whatever. Anyways, <laughs> humans doing their own thing, hanging out, and then. Uh, this, so the, that's the one faction, and the other faction are the orcs. So orcs are, you know, they look like orcs. They're 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 big green and they're big green. Big got two got two big tusks. They're they're muscly. They're kind of not all of them are green. Some of them are brown. That's true. And that's like a lore thing. And, and I don't know okay. whatever. Anyways, they come from another plane of existence. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this movie opens with them saying basically their their home world, their home plane area has basically been desolated. They okay. need to find a new place to go, and they are led through. There's this giant, this giant dark portal, and if you ever played World of Warcraft, it's the thing that's on the login screen. It's literally called the dark portal. Okay, yeah. And so one of the orcs, he's a warlock named Goldan. He uses evil fell magic, bright green magic that sucks life out of people or whatever. He basically farms a bunch of souls to open this portal, lead the people of orcs through. The, through the portal and they end up in Azeroth. So that's why like these are a bunch of these are a bunch of warfaring orcs that are suddenly in human territory and they're fighting because the orcs need a new home. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's okay. the basic plot. And so uh, if you heard a big sigh, that was me. Yeah, right. <laughs> dude, I was sighing this whole gosh dang movie. It was just so ugh, whatever. How do we introduce the world to the main character. Well, one of the main characters. Right. Okay. So while off the top of the bat, this movie is split off of between um, a pers- the human perspective and the orc perspective. And on the on the face of it, that's a cool decision. I like right. that a lot. Yeah. And the orc side actually more interesting than the human side. Significantly more interesting. The orcs at are least, all at least they did that. You yes. know, like that. I, I think yeah. that's why they weren't like the orcs like are not just evil bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. They have their own culture. Um, that's kind of brought a little bit into with this with this movie. I per- again, my biases and in- I need to bring my biases into this. They focus really hard on orcs and humans, which is fair. That's the title of the video game. Right. My, the, the, they do not use any... There are so many interesting races in, in, yeah. in, in WoW. Yeah. Like, there are blood elves, there's night elves, there's dwarves, there's there's gnomes, goblins, draenei. Like, there are so many different cool cultures that are barely... They barely are in this movie. It's only humans, only orcs. Only orcs. So yeah, okay. dwarves at least get a talk and get a yes, sentence. Yes, there's a talking dwarf character, and then that is it. And he has like three lines, and he gives the human, the weak human character a gun. Right. 
Just to show. Oh, yeah. Are we giving them a gun? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my favorite part of this there's, movie. There's guns in Warcraft. There's guns in Warcraft. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwarves are like, they're, so they know how to make guns. They make flintlock pistols and stuff I like that. I use my yeah, magic yeah. spell. I use my Glock. <laughs> well, right. Okay, so gnomes, uh, this is a tangent. Gnomes basically are like, they're all Tony Starks, little mini short Tony Starks. They can, the gnome, so every every race has a mount. Humans have horses. Orcs have wolves, with, which look fucking sweet in this movie. I will say okay, that. The, cool. orc, the, or, the orc mounts look good. Um, yeah. Uh, night elves you have raptors. You seem like you want to defect to the orcs right now. Right? Right? He plays on the horde. I play on the okay. horde on WoW, yeah. So I have okay. I have an undead I have an undead row, or an undead warlock in WoW, classic, and then I have a goblin mage in WoW retail. There I'm you so go. glad you watched this versus me. I know, right? <laughs> um, goblins aren't in this movie at all, at least that I could see. Okay. But whatever, it's fine. Um, anyways, <laughs> all of these guys have mounts, and then gnomes have literally, literally like mecha ostriches, like robot ostriches. Yeah, just like... like you mean chocobo? Yeah, they're like, they're metal robot chocobo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. here for it. So that's that's the kind of like wow fastest animal. <laughs> well, wow, wow, just or Warcraft just gets real goofy with its fantasy. Like yeah. it does yeah. not take its. I don't. I, whatever. So I personally it takes itself seriously. Yes. Okay. Like that's the thing. Like with me, I never looked at Warcraft as like a thing where it's like, oh, the lore is super serious and something to adhere to. Like you could not put mecha ostriches in Lord of the Rings. That would make no goddamn sense. <laughs> but they have but a with, war pig. They have war pigs. That's cool. But. Yeah, I don't know. You can't have a mecha <laughs> robot anything. <laughs> or in the the Hobbit, the Twiddly Willy. Oh yeah, I love them. Mm. A lot of people don't because it's stupid. Whatever. I'm talking. I. Ugh. Either way. Oh Anyways, orcs are all CGI. Um, okay. So basically, every single scene where the orcs are talking, there's no real footage. It's just or it's just CGI orc, uncanny valley orcs. No, uh, they're they're. they're they're not on Candy Valley. It's the humans. I don't know. They look. Yeah, whatever. It's the humans <laughs> that look rough because also. Yeah, the human. So all the human scenes, a the, the the human characters are so goddamn boring. There's what Cadgar, the plucky mage that defected from his or he's he's like a student mage that defected. I have, I have a thing about him later. And he's the one that finds out that he, he basically finds out this evil fell magic is happening. Okay. It hasn't shown up in years. He's basically the the guy who you know he's a Samuel Tarly of that move of yes. the move that movie where like he's flipping through pages and being like. This is th- th- this is all happening and no one is listening to me. Blah 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 blah. You know, like okay, yeah. He's but he's 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 much more. He's like a good looking Samuel Tarly because he's also an arcane mage. But he whatever. It's uh, we've got our Boromir. We got our, we got our boring Boromir. Um, what's his name? Boromir. Lothar. Yeah, Boromir. Is it Lothar or Lothar? Lothar. So it's uh, his name is Anduin Lothar. Lothar. He's Lothar. like he's the brother-in-law to the King of Stormwind. The King of Stormwind played by Howard Stark. King Dominic Cooper. Cooper. Yes. yes. Howard Stark got it. Also very boring. Um his yeah, so so his so Lothar's sister, the queen, also very boring. Um, so he didn't marry her at the end. No, 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 no. That was so weird, right? Yeah, yeah. They did not get married. No, this Wait, is not. That's a question. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. It's very interesting. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. He'll we'll get, get there. there. I gotta, I gotta move through. We gotta push back. We got. I know you have questions. We gotta wait. Gotta move on. We gotta go. Um, go, but just no anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm basically tuning out the rest of yeah. the questions. Keep going. So basically, <laughs> all of the. What, yeah, Medivh, and Medivh is like this the 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 the, the, the guardian. The he's the he's the sorcerer. He's the lead sorcerer he's the of the avatar humans. Of he's the humans. he 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 does it. He's like the king's main consort, but he lives in his mage tower high yeah. above elsewhere. Does he marry his sister? No, no. Medivh. Medivh is I would I would have guessed that Medivh is celibate. I don't I think, think he has think, to be. Yeah. Anyways. I, I just have questions now yeah, about yeah, this yeah. and this alone. <laughs> don't worry about it. And it's Alabama, what is happening? So all of the humans, none of them. 
have very good, interesting character interactions. They're all, and whenever they're talking and whenever they're planning stuff out, it just looks like I get Star Wars prequels vibes, where they're just it's clearly like a like some of the set designs look really cool. Yeah, but it doesn't look real, and I guess right. I don't need it to look real. But like I would would have just rather it be animated at that point. Does that make okay, sense? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like why have all these like like maybe even do the mocap for live actor like live for yeah. for, for the actors and stuff. That's fine, but. Yeah. The, the, having the humans be real and the 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 orcs clearly CGI, it just it, it, it never yeah. visually co yeah you, co, you know coalesces. blends together coalesces. There we go. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Okay. And I want to add that I genuinely asked Andre it's like halfway through the film like is that person real? Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. thought this was a Richards and Meckis. Yeah, Robert, 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 sorry, a Robert Zemeckis situation. <laughs> right, and it's not, um, and I you right, and I straight up would have preferred so that. Beowulf two thousand seven yeah. looks. More Uncanny Valley, but also more cohesive as a result. You know what I'm saying? Like, as for as weird as that movie was, I'd yeah. rather this Warcraft movie look like yeah. that than this. Yeah, the human characters it's are okay. really weird. Right. The acting is wooden. The acting's wooden. Honestly, the, the and okay, so like I said, I have a fucking mage character. I love mages in WoW. All the ma- all the magic special effects look lame as shit, man. Is it like twenty Earthbenders moving a rock? Oh, not that bad, no. But like <laughs> you know, like what? Like there's like a scene where Medivh is on top of the mountain and the orcs and humans are fighting, and he summons a wall of lightning. And I was like, the wall of lightning looks cool, but Medivh just passes out. He's like, oh, I'm so tired from doing wizard shit, even though I'm supposed to be the best at this wizard shit. And he passes out, and it's like, what the fuck? This Medivh guy sucks. <laughs> uh, like, yes. like all of these characters, and there's the thing right so like i said i played a bunch of wow in the timeline all of these characters are either long gone or whatever the king so so howard stark yes uh in wow it's his grandson that has the current uh, adult grandson is the current king of stormwind so that's okay that, all right so they try for like, some yeah okay right and but like so that's the thing like i've heard his name be called and then they'll like oh i remember great king lane or whatever and dude's lame as shit man like it's like <laughs> lane is lame lame lane is lame lane is lame, <laughs> lane, is lame. so we've lame. got boring mirror boring mirror lame. lane <laughs> and lame sister who may or may not lane sister not lame sister yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, for our orc companion. Like, uh, the orcs are better. Orcs are the orcs are slightly more interesting right. because, but... so like I mentioned, we had this Goldan figure who I actually know the most because Goldan's, he's a, he's basically the actual evil bad guy. He's a warlock. He uses foul magic, the evil magic, to basically trick his people into going through the portal. Yeah. Um, he really just wants to control uh, all the orcs and stuff. And the main orc character um, is Durata- Duratan. 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 Yeah, Duratan. Okay. And, uh... I'm thinking of names now for lame and... Yeah, Duratan so Duratan's not lame. Duratan's I'm going to go to back for Duratan. So Duratan is easily the most interesting character in this movie. Okay. He's basically, like, the first person, like, he, like... Orc. So, the, the basically, the opening scene is, like, him, like, hanging out with his with his pregnant wife, whatever, partner, whatever they call Daka. him. Or, Daka. yes. Um... Uh, who uh, basically they're pregnant with the main character of uh, the main orc character of WoW Thrall he's like the main oh, main okay. guy All the right. fans call him Green Jesus because he's basically like <laughs> Green Jesus yeah, he, he's called Goel yeah he's called Goel but literally literally that orc is like a Moses character it's orc Moses right okay, where like Moses. he like literally there's a scene where, okay. where the mom lays him in the basket and lets him uh, and lets him let water in the river and then he's picked up by you humans. can bet I was singing Deliver Us yeah, yeah, yeah there it is yeah, yeah. um <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, so Duratan, like, so he goes to the portal, and he's basically kind of like one of the chief, like the lead chieftain, but he's suspicious about Goldan, and he's like, I don't think our people need to follow this guy, and he's trying, he's the first person to try to, rate, re- like, basically rate, raise an olive branch with the humans, right? Okay, yeah. So, it, he's obviously the, he's the orc that's kind of caught on both sides, yeah. and he's trying to just get his people free from Goldan's grasp. Right. And so, all that stuff, well, none of those, none of his stories, like, the way his story goes isn't particularly surprising at all. It's definitely the most engaging. Okay. But, so that's the thing. Like, I was the most engaged with the orc parts. Like, though the orc parts were kind of neat-ish. You, you forgot kind a of. character. Who did I forget? Garona. Garona. God, the Paul Garona. Paula Patton. Paul, yeah. And the Explicably, only reason I know that is IMDb. <laughs> right. Ooh. Explicably, the only orc, and apparently I think she's half orc, not, no, not, not full orc. it's never explicitly said. It's never explicitly said, okay. but she's the only orc that's not CGI. She's in makeup, so she's oh, in practical. She's okay. your hot orc. She's your hot, yeah, 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 hot orc, yeah. Hot orc. Yeah, and I figured they picked that because she's actually she's mostly with the humans. Orc. Like. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There was a, besides, you know, making sure she was pregnant. Nice on the eyes. Yeah. Spending time with the predominantly male human cast. Yes. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Yep. So she's she's basically the fan service character. Well, whatever. I don't know. She's like an orc that basically gets captured by the humans when they first skirmish up, and then she kind of the the Howard Stark kind of like says like, hey, like if you give us information about the orcs where they're going, I promise your freedom. We're going to do our right. best for you. And yeah, he's okay. he's genuine about that. He's yeah. not Howard Stark's not a dick. He's just boring. He's, um, are they actually, do they mean that? Because there are various points in the film where they're like, if, you know, she does what she, if we, what we ask her to do, it's fun, it's good, but mm-hmm. then we're ready to kill her. Yes, whenever. yes, yes. So it's, it's a tenuous relationship they, for sure. I'll give the film this. They keep it very ambiguous, whether by design or accident. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Either way, so most of her scenes are with the humans, so that's why I get, that's why I figured she's the one in makeup and not CGI. Right. Um, and... They try to like have this romance with Lothar and 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 Garona, and I'm sure that happened in the games. They did not build up to it at all. It makes no gosh dang sense. They also kind of tease that Kagar, uh, Cadgar, Cadgar is Khadgar. also into he's her. He's the mage guy because he he's the okay. one who finds her, and uh, I think she yeah. saves his life indirectly. Yeah, and he's just so smitten uh-huh. by this woman, this orc lady. Um, but no, it it do, it left turns into her and Lothar, but then. You know, it's we don't know how far they go. Right. Right. There's some ambiguity. Anyways, there. so this Medivh guy who I've been shitting on for a little bit. So the main plot he twist sucks. Right, he's a he main sucks. wizard. Yeah. Right, right. So the main plot twist of this movie is that I mentioned that Goldan opened the dark portal from their realm, the orcs realm, to Azeroth. The main plot twist is well, that portal needs to be powered by fell magic on both sides. So somebody on Azeroth was powering it with fell magic. Okay. And so the plot twist is that this Medivh guy who's basically just been expositing bullshit dialogue. I'm and glad then, you said his name again because I was going to uh, say a famous tennis player's name and not his name. Medvedev. way cooler than Medvedev. Medvedev's awesome. I would love Medvedev. rather <laughs> hang out with Medvedev at any point than actual Medivh. Medivh. Right, yeah. yeah. got it. Um, he does turn into a bird though which you yeah, should that's thing. accurate. I'm also, okay, I'm also biased because I, so Medivh is a character in Blizzard's other game called Heroes of the Storm. It's a, it's like League of Legends but with Blizzard characters okay. and, yeah, which yeah. The wow, or so he's in that game, and he's a fucking annoying piece of shit in that game. He just turns into a bird and flies away, and you can't hurt him at all. And I hate him. Anyways, Medivh sucks in this movie and in Hots. And um, I think you need another drink, buddy. I yeah. I think, <laughs> we need to get the rage out more. Come on. So I mean, he's doing a good. He's keeping it. You're keeping it on track. 
Right. Yeah. Anyways, so like I said, the main plot twist is that somebody on Azeroth is fueling was fueling the the, the, the dark portal with foul magic, and Cadgar is like, no, it can't be. Is it? It's Medivh. And then like they're like, <laughs> we have to get to Medivh now. And so like I said, Medivh is usually in Karazam, his his ta- ta- tower. his mage tower. Yeah. Which is cool. Again, like I should. I'm backing up a little bit. There are moments in this movie where I'm like, oh, like. I remember that, like from WoW, like cool. Karazam's a raid dungeon in WoW, so I was like, oh, okay, like yeah. this is interesting to see it before it's blown right. up to shit. Exactly. You right. also really um, liked seeing the dark ta- the dark portal. The dark portal is honestly because, and- like I said, it's the login screen and um, it's it's where you go to. So the orc world is called the Outlanded WoW, and that's the location of my favorite expansion, the Burning Crusade, that okay. came out when I was like a high schooler. That's the perfect time, honestly, yeah. to be playing. Like, right. you have the most free time. I wasn't talking to girls. No way. <laughs> I was in WoW. I was I was I was grinding bare asses in, in Hellfire Peninsula, baby. Wait, what? <laughs> you were grinding bare asses? It's what my friends call like, you know, like it's the joke where in WoW, like every like every single quest is like, I need you to go and kill these boars and get their boar hides. Like, I need you to kill these murlocs and get their fins. I need to kill I need you to kill these bears and get their bare asses yeah you also liked at the beginning and i mean this is to the detriment of the film yeah they need to set up a lot of things they do so the beginning of the film is the worst part because travel the movie well it's not it's fast travel the movie but they're throwing in so many proper nouns at you and i know i've been doing that too but like from your perspective joe i'm assuming that there's like so confusing it was every four to five minutes we would pan out with the camera see the map Move a location, zoom in, meet a character, be told, oh, we need to go to this place to meet with another character, rinse, repeat. Yeah, we're at the point where I was pausing the movie and being like, oh, like, this is where this is in location with that. Because, again, I know the locations, not the characters of WoW, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I just don't think they, they did not... They did not budget their time well with this movie, no. as far as that goes. There's just way too many proper nouns thrown at you that like I didn't even care at all, and I had the most, I had the best chance to care for this movie, you know. You did, and it just didn't happen. Um, I would say that at like the 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 last half hour is probably the strongest of it, I right? I agree with you because that's where that's where Duratan's story comes to a head. He has that fight with Gul'dan, and that's kind of a coolish scene. Yeah. Um, but like. I don't know, man. It, it ends on this weird note where, oh, well, like, they, so, so, basically, it's, it's nice, the orcs have the A plot, is like, the A plot yeah. at the Dark Portal, they're fighting, and the B plot is Cadgar and Boro, Boringomir, his name's Lothar, uh, they're fighting in care, they're in, they're in, they're in Medivh's tower, and they're fighting a possessed Medivh. So the twist is that uh, Medivh has been possessed by a demon. They don't name drop the demon. But it's uh, not the even demon, very clear. No, it's right. <laughs> like literally, literally, like Hagar's the first person to su- suspect it, and then okay. like it, it cuts to Medivh in the tower, and he's hanging out with his ward, and he's like, he just he falls into his magic pit, uh, and then he's like, I'm sorry. It appears I've been possessed by the fell magic, and then he's like, I'm sorry, old friend, and then he like he turns green, and then he starts having little tusks grow out of him. And they don't name drop the demon, but the demon's name in, in is Sargeras, which is a huge WoW boss. He's a big he's okay. a big evil bad guy in WoW. So if I, if they were, probably right, well it, it's it's part of the Maybe. lore, I guess. But like if they just name dropped Sargeras, I would have been like, oh cool. But I didn't yeah. know. I, that's that's I didn't know. Who cares? Whatever. Anyways, right. Midi is a bad guy now. He's been possessed. And so the final half hour, the best part is yes. is is the a plot is 
all the orcs and humans are fighting at the dark portal to try to close the dark portal so orcs stop getting through. Right. And then the B plot is Boring Omir, his name is Lothar, and uh, and, and Cadgar, the plucky mage, are fighting evil medivh in his in his tower the plucky man yeah well, <laughs> no, I again, i've it. got a thing on him yeah and we'll get there um okay. and it, it i don't know man at least the humans have the b plot so like i don't have to care about that the a plot is the orcs and like you know duratan has a cool moment where he's having a fight so he, he basically he goes I, into ritual I, combat he goes into ritual okay. combat and, and I hate to compare it to Black Panther because Black Panther is an infinitely better movie and this scene is also infinitely done better but it's sim- it's that kind of similar just, vibe yeah, yeah. where where it's it's a very like it's a very sacred combat ritual right. Um, okay. and, and so... Like, uh, nobody jumps in, nothing. Yes. Correct. Like, it's yeah. just one-on-one combat, Gul'dan yeah. and Duratan, and okay. it's, and it's cool. It, and they've done a good job throughout the film setting up how, like, tradition means a lot to mm-hmm. the orc yeah. culture. Right. Okay. So that is a good payoff. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, so it's a payoff to that, and then that's... So, Duratan gets his shit kicked in, obviously, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> Gul'dan tries to weasel out of it. Like, so Gul'dan's, like, sucking his soul out or whatever, and they're like, what? Like, you're cheating. You're using magic. You can't use magic to, right. like... To win this thing. So yeah. that was the, basically the first... So in Dur- so Duratan dies. He bites it. But in his death, that's kind of... Um, that kind of sets up... Um, oh my god, I forget I forget his name. His name is Ogrim. Uh, Ogrim Deathhammer, I think, or something like that. Black, De- Blackhand? No, Blackhand's the bad guy. Blackhand is the actual bad orc that's that's Gul'dan's heel. Okay, um, I pulled up. Hold up. Um, Orgrim Doomhammer, I think, is what his name is. Uh, Orgrim, I just have Orgrim. Orgrim. Robert Kaczynski? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, Orgrim Doomhammer is basically um, Duratan's best friend, and he, he basically uses that moment to kind of have a seize power, like, basically, like, have have all these orcs shake their faith in Gul'dan and kind of have a sea change. Okay, What's you said that? Black Hand. That's Clancy Brown? Yeah, Black like, Hand. What? Is, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Hand is, like, the actual, he's, like, the, the warfare, war chief that, that Gul'dan is the You see two sides of it where yeah. it's, you know, you've got so, the orcs so, that are into it and then starting to question, and then the ones that are, like, same level of questioning but decide to just buy in. Right. Okay. Gul'dan. Yeah, do yeah. You, do you know Clancy's like claim to fame he's been in a bunch of stuff but mostly voices and stuff like that yeah what's his claim so he is mr krabs he's mr krabs yeah. he's mr krabs oh he's also surter in thor ragnarok oh okay got it okay yeah. okay but yeah he, he's, he's mr krabs yeah he's, he's been doing a bunch of stuff like he was in shawshank he was in starship uh starship trooper okay like he's been in everything but yes, yeah, Clancy yeah. Brown is Mr. Krabs, which is cool. amazing to me. That's actually awesome. I need to listen to Mr. Crab for Mr. Krabs with with Black Hand. Yeah, Black right. Hand is like the main orc. If I know this correctly, he's like the main orc bad guy you're fighting against on the human campaign in okay. the very first game. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, whatever. That's, that's all happening. Uh, that wraps up, and then uh, what? Humans the, at the Black Gate. Humans story. are at the Black Gate trying to try, uh, trying to prevent the orcs from invading Stormwind, the human capital city. Okay. And then what is it? Oh yeah, so the king is there. Howard Stark is there, and he's with uh, Garona, and okay. it's kind of like like Garona at this point is very loyal to the humans. She they've treated they've shown her kindness, and she's you know there. You've shown me kindness. Yes, I'm right. with you. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then like inexplicably like you know they're they're fighting and it's intense or whatever and then like and then the king just turns to Garona and's like you need to stab me in the back to make it look like you did it so you could be a hero and be accepted by the orcs so you can be the bridge between orcs and humans it's the only way and I'm like 
What? Some sort. So yes, just to throw the throw in the detail of they established that like you kill someone if an orc kills right the if highest, the orc kills the highest the chief the of their power, they get they that's their so, that's their main way yeah of, yeah right. so that's, that's like true, the whole point right. is that if she kills the king she'll be she'll respected, be respected yeah. and and take control yeah, yeah. Okay. Goldon will still be in charge yeah. but, but they're gonna follow her yeah right okay. right it's a political thing. It's a dumb okay. political thing. Yeah, right. But like this, the the way she it has happens, to stab him and kill him, and they tell yeah. nobody of this plan. They tell nobody of this plan. Like he doesn't tell anybody else about okay. it, right? Okay. And he's like, "You have to stab me." And this is also right when, sorry, the B plot is still happening. Kadgar and uh, Boring Omir, they they are victorious. They kill like they kill Medivh, or they 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 incapacitate Medivh, and in Medivh's dying breath, he's like, "Oh, he's like change it to like he he channels he channels his power friend. and changes yeah. the portal." From the the dark portal, they're fighting literally fighting behind it. The dark portal changes from being open to the orcs to going to Stormwind. So basically, it was a way for the human soldiers to evacuate back to their city. Oh, okay. And it's like okay, cool. And it's like a neat reference because mages and WoW can open portals to cities. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I guess <laughs> sure. It's a little Deus Ex Machina though, for sure. Either way, <laughs> humans are getting retreating, and that's when. Six Machina, yeah, this is filled with them, and uh, this is that. That's when that's when uh, uh, King Howard Stark basically hatches that plan, and so Garona is tearfully stabbed, like stabs him in the back, and she's like, "No!" And then immediately, like the orcs like stop fighting the humans when this happens, yes. and they're like, "Yeah!" And they literally like bring her up like crowd surfing style. Up. You're <laughs> just oh, like, in the middle of a fucking battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. Then, and yeah. At that point, that's when Lothar shows up, having flown in on a griffin. Right. Lothar, Lothar wraps up his business, and, and he sees like, her. And he sees her oh, stabbing him. My heart. I loved this woman. Yes. Except I don't. Right. Gen- like maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Yes. Who knows? Right. And now, like, vague. because because Howard Stark didn't tell anybody, <laughs> Lothar, <laughs> Boringomir, on Anduin, Boringomir, Lothar thinks that Go- that Garona has is is has defected. It is actually just bad. Yeah, he and gave her his heart. Him. She right. Gave him betrayal. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It was a taste of betrayal. She gave him his, her mother's. <laughs> yeah. She That's gave exactly him right. her mother's tooth. Yes. At the, like right before like the the part the, the they go into the final act of the film and they go, everyone goes their separate ways. So like at one point his son dies. Medivh indirectly or maybe totally directly Accident, accidentally yeah. kills his son he had it right he, accidentally he, he he brings up the lightning wall that i talked about where he passed out and and lothar is on one side and his son is on the other side fighting orcs oh still. and that's when blackhand oh. is like i see the connection oh I'm right and so mr mr krabs grabs <laughs> lothar's son and looks at him at the, in the face and they both look at him and he has him in his hand and yeah. it literally just like yeah kills him I'm gonna yeah, kill okay. kid now yeah right oh um, it was a very awkward moment honestly like it's it sounds more badass than I'm making it like it's, it was very, it was very bizarre clunky. yeah it was a clunky scene yes. it is just so, like what so after that fact, I just love how you said Mr. Krabs yeah. <laughs> kills him so after, so after that Lothor in a drunken misery like encounters Garona and she goes to like Console him, but that is like, like kissing his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no chemistry built up at all. Like, like literally, it's what like what is this? Yes, right, right. And it's you like didn't, okay. Oh you didn't gauge the scent, the sizzling. Right, and so <laughs> I should I should bring up that apparently um, they said that the director's cut has uh, or like his the director his cut would have forty more minutes of content, oh. and I don't know if I can handle that. Would that include a sex scene? Maybe who knows. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Curtain blowing in the wind. 
yeah. type of deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways. So um, they, okay. They make it out, and then all of a sudden the camera pans to the window. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Something then, like that. you know, the, the movie wraps up with uh, right? the baby from, you know, Dirt right. kid being fished out of the river. Yeah, <laughs> baby, ba- Orc Moses being fished out. Um, by What's his name again? Thrall? His name is... No. Oh, what is his they name? They call him Go... So his, his orc, orc name, name is Goal. And then, okay. but in but he will become known as Thrall in yeah, okay. and I'm familiar with that character because he's basically the person that actions all of the plot in World of Warcraft. Who's this, this movie for? Is it for Warcraft for fans? It's for Warcraft fans, yeah. right? So I think it's for honestly super nerdy work. I mean, I, I don't want to be rude, but like no, it, it's, no, it's that's so, why I asked. Like, so this yeah. does, and and when I read, so what I read of the this plot summary, it tries its damnedest to to get a plot out of the very first game from 1994. Right. And, and just as, like, context, like, that game, very revolutionary for the RTS genre, yeah. like, for its gameplay, but the story is literally just paragraphs of voiced-over text in between different missions, where you okay. either play as the orcs, or you play as the humans, and, and it's just, it's it just, anyway. this guy, the, uh, General Blackhand, who is maybe voiced by Mr. Krabs, is in <laughs> this, is, is, is now invading Goldshire, we need you to ride there and fight them off, and now, that's it, you know? I'm looking if Clancy Brown actually voiced... Blackhand in the game. No, he did not. No, 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 no. Blackhand wasn't voiced over. There's no voice. Oh, there's no voice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's. Because I was wondering why he's in this. Like, yeah. No, right. no, 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 no. This was not like a. There's no. This was not like a. Oh, fan cast. Like you know, like we'll we'll bring him back. No. Hey, there's... I'm in for it. I, right. I, I love Clancy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so like it, 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 The problem is that they're adapting a, a video game story back when that was that from a game that was made back when back when stories were very much not the focus of video games you know what i mean i i don't know at the end of the day this movie did not i would i would i would not say it succeeded because it's not going to make any new any people that don't know warcraft into warcraft fans yeah because this doesn't differentiate itself enough from hot like from from tolkien like it doesn't like it's just bad tolkien you ask who this movie is for i can tell you one thing it is not for women Fair. Yeah, fair, <laughs> super fair. This movie does pass the Bechdel test in the sense that there's just not, there's only two female characters in this, and they don't have enough time together on screen to even really have a conversation. It's but the, they don't pass the Bechdel test. They have to have a conversation, right? They have a conversation. They do, they talk, and it's not about a man. That's but true, right. No, 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 that's true. it does pass. Because the queen it talks to Garona. To, oh. You know, she gives her a blanket. She gives her a blanket, and gives her food. food. How and long is the conversation? Probably uh, about two minutes. Something okay. like that. All right. It's, yeah. It, but, it, you know, it, what dampens the whole thing, yay, it does, it passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. Is that it, it's White Savior. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not compelling at all. I don't want to, I want to say that. Like, it's, yeah. it's very, like, very forced. Like, oh, the queen is showing the orc woman kindness and blah. It's very hand-fisted, you know? Yeah, you know, they send okay. the woman the woman in to talk to the other woman. Like, that's actually, like, a step, like that's a thing. They're like, oh, she won't talk to us, which maybe she'll talk to someone else. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, and the character of Kagar. Kadar? Kadgar. 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 Okay. My biggest... So, throughout the film, after a point, there was actually a point where you forgot he was a man. You saw him riding on a horse and you thought it was a woman right yeah that's true no no Which, no like, he, he had his he had like a his blue cloak on and I was oh, like yeah. oh that's probably a girl right or whatever like, you, like me- you just you just mentioned like you're yeah, like there are like no women in this and I'm like yeah <laughs> probably not and I'm like oh like, that might be a woman over there you know like a lady mage you know and then no and then it's like oh no it's Cadgar so, so it is really accurate to Warcraft yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no it's not because the, half of them would be pretending to be uh, yeah. they would have to be like yeah so 
Anyways, I just imagine like Robert Downey Jr. pretending to be a dude, pretending to be a woman, yeah, pretending God. to be a dude. Right, right. If this was actual World of Warcraft, all of them would be inexplicably night elf females wearing no armor whatsoever, doing dance emotes in the middle of Stormwind for Silver. <laughs> <clears throat> so when that happened afterwards, I was like, well, why can't he be a woman? What about him right. is so specifically tied to a gender that this role just couldn't be a woman? There is no reason why he couldn't be a she. No. Unless um the mage school that he left was like no women. But right. we don't know enough about right. the world to get that. Well, right, so. right, 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 right. So like all I'll say is that the main human mage character that's plot relevant in Warcraft now is Jaina Proudmore, who is a woman, I guess. But oh, like yay. she's right. And like it, oh yay, we get one of those. That's the thing, is that like, like where's Sylvanas? Sylvanas she... isn't showing up yet. Like we're way before Sylvanas. Um that's the thing, is that like I feel like it, it was they almost picked the wrong. Yes, story. like I don't get why they felt like they had to like be like, oh, well, for the true fans, we're gonna start at the very beginning. Uh, and it's like, okay, there's so much. I more don't to think from. I do, if uh, if I can just play armchair like fan. If I can just be an angry fan on Twitter for a second. If I were to make a Warcraft movie, I would go one of two directions. I would go if they want to do the big political like Game of Thrones style like big large scale war thing. You just jump straight to Warcraft three and you start adapting Arthas's story, which like I don't want to get too much into it, but I still need to show you that trailer because it's fucking dope for where I have the Lich King. But yeah. basically, Arthas is the most compelling villain I think in Warcraft lore that I'm familiar with because he is a human paladin that falls from grace. He le- he falls from te- to temptation by taking Frostmourne, and he basically kills his whole entire kingdom and raises an undead army. So it sounds like Diablo. It's it's like Diablo, like like, and that's like it's very cheesy. It's been done before. It's very tropey, but it's also cool. As fuck like i would love to see a feature film of that because there's a lot of melodramatic character drama that can come from that so he wanted to be angry fan on twitter his twitter is at llama direct yeah right right <laughs> and then Just let me. How, what's the other direction and then the other direction i think is actually way more compelling and because it's again biased from my experience with wow I, I think you have to go small scale with World of Warcraft, where you make it about a group of maybe a group of people in a guild or something like that, going on a like small that would be fun. no yeah, name yeah. people no name people within the world yeah. going on a quest of something like it, yeah. it can be a dungeon story or something. They have the no connections to kings queens right. They're whatever. not kings queen. They're they're, they're they come from their own past exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Like don't like the kings and queens and all the war generals every are named. fucking D and D adventure. Like, yes, yeah. Yeah, right. Make it a D and D adventure exactly yeah. right. Like and make that a movie make it or it could be about a tavern keeper or something right but something smaller more intimate that makes the 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 world itself a character yes i think yes. uh that would be the most compelling way to show off azeroth i would say all right we need to get to ratings we do we sorry need to take a break and then do our last segment yes okay <laughs> ratings uh i am going to go with 1.25 f- Polymorph, 1.25 Murlocs out of 5. Oh, do you like to do any polymorph? I did. That was my favorite moment. You're right. Okay. Okay. 1.25 polymorphs out of 5. Okay. Oh, and then I get to give a rating? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though it's Andre's bad movie, you watched it. I did watch Mm -hmm. it. You watched it to the end, man. (laughs) I'm going to give it a 1 out of 5 ugly looking golems. Damn. Yeah. Uh, was it Chekhov Golem? Was it Golem? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Chekhov's Golem. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we are going to give a shout out and a uh, you get to hear their ad. Um, it is Booze and Spirits podcast. Um, they are the ones that guessed correctly on our game. We probably will do more like that in the future. Uh, just to give you an idea of what the Booze and Spirits is. 
Siblings Nick and Kate share some of their favorite ghost stories as well as recipes for delicious cocktails to get you in that spooky mood. Ooh. I like it. Booze yeah. and spirits. Yeah, yeah. booze and spirits. It's literally booze and spirits. Dig it. So uh, oh, here's it. yeah, here's their ad. <laughs> we love them. Yeah. Uh, give a listen to them once you're done listening to us, of course. See you after the break. So I had intended to like write us a script for a promo, but it totally whiffed my brain. What do you think we should have in a promo? Just do you like scary stuff talked about by a bunch of? I feel like others might be hesitant to use a promo with the word. <laughs> you don't say it in mixed company. Let's just start with I'm Nick. I'm Katie, the host of the Business Spirit Podcast. And then... I think it's better if if you just do both the voices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick McDonald. I'm Kate McDonald. This is Business Spirit's Podcast. Well, I mean, there's a thousand podcasts of people talking spooky shit. Exactly. The only thing that differentiates this is... We're shit shows. We're shit shows. And we have the original cocktail angle. That was the main thing. Do you like gins? And gin? (laughs) Have you ever had booze and booze? (laughs) Do you like spirits and spirits? I feel like there's something you can make here. Do you like to mix Everclear with the Ever After? Somebody watching you while you're drinking white cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen an apparition on Long Island <laughs> while drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> My sobriety hurts. Whether you pee yourself from terror or pee yourself from laughing, you're gonna pee yourself. <laughs> Pee yourself because you drank too much. There you go. The, the, we, <laughs> the trifecta of peeing yourself. <laughs> the Booze and Spirits Podcast. The trifecta of peeing yourself. Available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and wherever finer podcasts are sold. That was an ad for Booze and Spirits. Uh, hopefully you check them out. Of course, after you finish our episode and maybe some others, you know, because we, we love that. We got a backlog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got a backlog. Yeah. And uh, as always, leave us a five-star review. It helps other people find us uh, on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you guys know that or not. We can't be found, really, unless five-star reviews come our way. Oh, wow. Interesting. It then messes with the algorithm or whatever. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Noted. You know, Apple Podcasts, trying to screw over the little guy. Yeah, what the heck, man? Yeah, this is why you always get Joe Rogan versus us. Oh. Or or that other show that shall not be named, you know, How Did This Get Made? Oh, Which is essentially good. us. <laughs> <laughs> but not as good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got him. Uh, we move now to our newest segment. Hashtag Cash or Trash. Yeah. I like the hand gestures. Yeah, I know, right? I get, that plays I, very well. Did you just freestyle that? <laughs> <I guess. laughs> uh the the gestures get me really excited for it. Yeah. So it builds up the excitement in the voice, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I'm pumped down. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped up. Oh you pumped down? I'm pumped up. I'm <laughs> you pumped said pumped down. I'm pumped you down. Said, now yeah. now I'm, I'm pumped up. Alright, for Andre. Hashtag 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 cash trash. That's it. Alright, but for the rest of us. Hashtag cash trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill, you are once again starting us off. Um, mine's gonna be brief. Yeah. Uh, we recently fell into access for Apple TV. It's mm-hmm. how we watch Ted Lasso. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. Um, 
And after finishing that up, we're like, what else is out there that we've heard good things about but we haven't had a chance to watch? So we decided to check out Mythic Quest, or as it's known for the first season, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. It's from the. Oh, it's yeah. it, it's got the its creators and um its creators are part of the team that made it's always sunny yeah. right so, so, so Megan Gans was an executive producer it has Charlie Day and then Rob um, Rob McElhaney that guy and so so Charlie Day's not in it but Rob McElhaney is the main guy yes, yes. Charlie Day was one this, of the creators as far as I know McElhaney was like the brainchild for this yeah. Yeah, and the it's a comedy that follows a video game studio that produces the very popular in-universe game, uh, Mythic Quest. One could an say one could say it could be based off of World of Warcraft. Who knows? Could be. Yeah, but yeah. it has a lot of uh, Bethesda character. Who's the? What's the studios that show up? A lot? Oh man, I think they paid. A, I think I think they must have had to deal with with Ubisoft, Ubisoft. because um, oh, with one very God. cute thing about this is that they all of the scene transitions they show gameplay footage and a bunch okay. of them is from like I've seen like clips from like Assassin's Creed or For Honor or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They try they, yeah. they don't try to like make a specific game, just generic right, yeah. fantasy. But yeah. 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 And it's it's got a cast of colorful characters. Each yeah. of them have a different do different things for the company and they clash heads with crazy ideas. Of course. Last episode we happened to watch was about them discovering Nazis that play the game. Yes, so how are right. they gonna trip how do they solve the Nazi problem? Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's some interesting ideas that get punted across the field. Okay. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a party. <laughs> yeah, party. And honestly, it's a show that, like, it starts off, I think, a little shaky, but I think it's finding its footing. And, yeah. you know, what, the second season just came out a few days ago. Weeks. Weeks ago. Sorry. Yes, a few weeks ago. So, yeah. you know, we're looking forward to watching yeah, more. We're, latest we're... episode was a few days ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, there we go. We're about halfway through the first season. We're enjoying it. We've heard a lot of good buzz for the second season. So yeah. I, I'm anticipating this to be, like, a lot of series where the first season's kind of like a trial run. Like Space Force, yeah, and uh, even the office, even the the office. The first season's like the trial run; you get to know the characters, but then they're figuring out things. Yeah, Yeah, they're figuring out things that work better. And the second season is, from what we're hearing, a lot really, really good. Perfect. No, I I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, would you say hashtag cash or hashtag trash? Hashtag cash. Yeah, I would guess, but you know, you just gotta you gotta get those ratings. Yeah. Mm Uh, so the latest I will talk about is Woman in the Window. Uh, it's a movie that Claire really wanted to watch because she read the book. Um, it does have a great cast. It's Amy Adams. It's, um, uh, Julianne Moore and what's his name? Dang it. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. That's not who I thought you were talking about. No, it is Gary Oldman. Uh, and Brian Tyree Henry's in it as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Wyatt Russell. That's who I'm oh, thinking Wyatt of. Russell. He's in it as well, yes. I love Wyatt Russell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt Russell's a smaller part, so that's the reason why he wasn't in my initial uh, like stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a woman that is agoraphobic, stays in her apartment. It's very rear window. Mm. The issue is it's not as good as rear window. Isn't it like the lady on the train? Yes. Rear window. Yes, it's very it's very similar to both of those. Yes. Okay. It is rear window. I would say completely almost because like even she has the binoculars. She has a camera. You know, like that kind of stuff. She also like a raging alcoholic. She is a raging alcoholic, and that's it introduces the untrusty narrator Mm -hmm. because you don't know exactly what she's hiding, what she's making up, that kind of stuff, and you don't know her tragic backstory. (gasps) Oh. Yes, exactly. Um, 
whoever directed this has never done an action movie. The ending of that movie was awful. Mm. Really? Yeah, it was terrible. They tried to make like this action sequence and like the camera's all over the place where I had no clue what was happening. And it was just not good. How's um, Amy Adams? Amy Adams is okay. I I think I think this whole movie has problems and Amy Adams is not the crux of them. I feel like she's kind of picked some bad movies to be in because she was in Hillbilly Elegy, which is yeah. Effigy, no Elegy, Elegy, yeah, and yeah. that is was slammed for basically being manipulative Oscar bait, and like her character is not written well, and I, I'm starting to think that with not if not directed well or given good material. Amy's it's, it's funny flowers. because I think Amy Adams can be a great actress, yeah. and we've seen her do things oh, that yeah. are amazing. She'll like always be Giselle for me from Enchanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, she was an arrival. An arrival. Like, yeah. There's so many things that Amy Adams has done right. It's just I don't think she knows when to say no. Sure. And this movie, on paper, should have been better than it was. Because mm. I think the script could be better. If doctored a bit more. Yeah. And and what Claire tells me, the book is great. So that that's the reason why. It's based on a book? It is based on a book, yes. I want to know who wrote the book. Uh, I think it's the girl in training. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That explains the similarities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Don't this, quote me on that. I'm going to look this yeah. up because I have never seen Girl in Train, but it's the similar deal where it's this alcoholic, former recovering alcoholic who's unreliable, sees things on her commute, and then there's like a, you know, there's another layer there. So look at this book title and tell me that's not the same. That is. Wow. AJ Finn. Yeah. It's the same person who wrote. Yes. So. The Girl on the Train. All right. Well, this this writer knows how to write write the same story. Yeah. And so like, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing or anything like that in the fact that the story is decent. I, I see where they were going. They missed a few parts where I think they was just not directed well. Mm. Is really it, that's what it comes down to for me. The director is not good in that? my opinion. Damn. I'm looking it up. Um, Joe yes. Wright. Joe Wright. Who also has directed filmography. Okay. He's done 20 films. Okay. In the window. Darkest Hour. Black Mirror. Which episode of Black Mirror? Pan. <laughs> oh, he directed Pan. Okay. Anyone remember that? Uh, Anna Karenina, which the from twenty twenty twelve, which I heard was very good. Okay, the and soloist just... atonement. So all right, Pride and Prejudice. This person can direct films, just not thrillers. Maybe that's it. Yes. All right. Maybe that's the okay. Reason. He did. Do- they tried to do something out of the box or something like that, where it just didn't work. Um, so while I will say Woman in the Window is serviceable, you can be all right with. Putting it on, maybe after a few glasses of wine. <laughs> um, in good taste. I will say hashtag trash. I will trash. put it in the trash pile. Even okay. for even for Wyatt Russell. Uh, Wyatt Russell was probably the best character of the whole thing. And like, <laughs> I think you might be a little biased, but no, 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 no. I actually am not because <laughs> the reason I'm saying this is when Claire learned that Wyatt Russell was the character he was. Because mm. again, she's read the book. Um, when she learned that he was playing that character, she's like, this is an amazing fit for him. Ah, okay, gotcha. And, and I mean, he is Captain America. He's Captain America. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. He is, no, he is U.S. agent. U.S. agent. Now he's yeah. U.S. agent. Yes. 
Uh, Andre, what do you got for the uh, Catch Your Trash? Okay, so because I just talked your guys' ear off about a very bad video game adaptation, I want to talk to you guys about the best video game adaptation, I think, oh, at okay. this point. If you don't count Wreck-It Ralph. I was going to say Mortal Kombat was pretty... The new one I'll put, I will put it above. I, I think the original that. is also a pretty good adaptation yeah. of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but sure, sure. Game. Okay, that's probably... Okay, we can talk movies, yeah. But this is a... How about, how about, how about a series or whatever? I, I yeah, think... I cannot okay. I would, think I would of put a, this, another option right I would, there. I would put this... Okay. I would call this an actual good series, not schlocky good. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. TV, a video game. Ad. Yes. Movie, of, a TV of, series of a video game. Yes. We and that you. is... Castlevania, the Netflix series, which just had its fourth final and final season premiere. Although they say that apparently this is they're they're working on a spinoff series, which for Castlevania that's very on brand. Yeah, yeah, one chapter yeah, cl- yeah. ends, another begins. Yes, yeah. right. There are so many goddamn Belmonts. There are so many spinoff. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, Dracula's. So yeah. Uh, Voiced by Graham McTavish, if you want a Hobbit connection. Oh, there you go. Graham McTavish. And yes. Richard Armitage, and Richard our Armitage favorite is, um, hot dwarf. Yeah, he okay, voices Trevor right. Belmont. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I was talking about Graham McTavish, who's uh, the guy from Outlander. Yep. But more specifically. He's in Outlander? Yeah. Like yeah. The, the TV show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's the hot the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. And then he's in... It's not going to uh, make me watch it, though. There's another show that is kind of similar to Outlander, but not really. It's called Men in Kilts. That sounds better. Oh, okay. Sam... I haven't seen it, but I didn't know I think know there's was another it. Hobbit alum in there. Uh, so Men in Kilts is a show with Sam Hugan. Hugan? Hugan, yeah. And Graham McTavish. They both are on Outlander. Oh, the comedian. Yeah, yeah. They're both on Outlander. And they uh, take a road trip to Scotland. And each episode deals with a different thing of Scotland's past, like sports, music... Uh, whiskey, of course, um, dancing, there's the ghost stories, everything like that. I love Men in Kilts. I so Graham McTavish is awesome. They basically just rent an RV and drive together everywhere uh, through Scotland. I could just hear Graham McTavish talk for hours. You'd love it. You'd absolutely love stars. it. They're goofy, they're fun, they, you'd love it. I'm down. It's on Hulu. I have access to Hulu again. Yes, it is on Hulu. The episodes air on Stars. And then after a week, it's on Hulu. Oh, excellent. Mm. And I think they just finished the entire first season. That is another cash for me. Sorry, so, keep going. It is okay. We're I, I love tangents. Yes. Um, Castlevania, four seasons. The fourth one just came out. Um, if you're not familiar with it at all, it's based off of a series of video games that started back like uh, it was one of the old school super old 80s, school late eighties Nintendo Entertainment System old school hard ass games. It's yes. basically you are you the the game you play as a, a vampire hunter who goes into Dracula's castle to fight Dracula and it's hard as balls. It's really really good. A huge influence on the Dark Souls series on it created a genre of games. It's yeah, it's a Castlevania part. Metroidvania. Metroidvania. It's the Vania of Metroidvania, right? So huge series. Okay, so just because I'm spacing it out, I I think I'm right. It's this series. I just don't know what game it is. Okay. When you beat Symphony of the Night, yes, flips upside down. That is Symphony of the Night. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I love that. The Symphony of the Night. You play as Dracula's son Alucard, which is Dracula spelled backwards. (gasps) Um, And yeah, you go through the whole entire game. (laughs) They get that from a move, like one of the classic movies. You are aware of that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah, they do. Um, Anyways, you yeah, at the you you think you beat the game, and then and then you have to go through the whole entire thing upside down again. Oh. Classic yeah. game. Still holds up to this day. So good. Anyways, um, the Netflix show actually treats the source material like with a lot of respect, but crucially, you do not need to know anything about yeah. Castlevania's lore or nice. anything at all. I think it's a 
fantastic watch if you're into gothic horror if you're into like if you're into dracula vampire lore at all if you like anime if you're not and, if and you have no problem with adult animation if, yeah if you have no problem with adult and if animation if you listen to our show because of vampire boys you are in yes right <laughs> yes yes because this also has hot vampire boys in it it does okay. have hot vampire boys yes I love do it. i need to pop the top off again is that what's happening uh, i don't know maybe if you want to pop the top off. <laughs> no, 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 there'll no. be plenty of tops popped off okay. <laughs> some things uh, things go pop off but yes <laughs> Um, and like but my biggest problem with that show when it first came out was that the first season very much felt like a four test episodes. run only four episodes and it very much felt like a prologue it, 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 I feel like they should have just released it as a movie honestly because it yeah, felt like it a prologue it is basically a prologue it's basically a, a, a movie split into four acts okay um, but now that there's the, the whole entire story is complete I mean Honestly, like seasons one, season two of Castlevania is like that's amazing. That is just such an amazing payoff. Nice. Three, yeah. really, really good. Three is not. It is it, slower. Yeah, it's slower, okay. slower but but it's setting up for which which we haven't seen yet. We, yeah. but we're excited to. Yeah. Um. Either way, like at the, at the very least, those first two seasons, I you an excellent show. That's also not super long. Like if that you could probably knock it out in a weekend. If yeah, you really tried most episodes to. Yeah. are about. 20, somewhere between like the 20 through, 25 to like 38 minute length. Yes. Okay. Smart nice. a, smart adult dialogue, direction, just great action great scenes. Great action scenes. Uh, and the characters are super compelling too. We might be frustrated with some of them, but I'm frustrated. <laughs> one in particular. One very much one in particular. He but, brought it upon himself. Yes, but we're still engaged with that story as a okay. whole. Um, if, as long as you're okay with like adult animation, like honestly, like we mentioned before, like Invincible, like and that's actually probably a great follow up. Honestly, yeah, if, you, if like, you are yeah. wanting more if from like Invincible, Invincible, and yes. if you like the fact that if you stuff. liked the gore from it, maybe yeah. check out Castlevania as well. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so yeah, very much cash. Yeah, hard yeah. cash. Looking forward to more. And then shout outs to the showrunner. Let me make sure I have his name. Yeah, Adi Shankar. Uh, okay. He's the showrunner. He's like a huge nerd, but he's basically the one that kind of pushed Netflix to kind of do this. And he also got the keys to a Devil May Cry adaptation on Netflix nice. as well, oh, nice. which I'm very excited for. I'm very pretty nice. sure it's live action, but I don't know. Anyways, yeah, excited. So yeah, right. well, that was Caster Trash. Thank you guys for tuning in to Game for a Movie, where we ask, "Are you game for a movie?" I've been your host, Mike, joined by Andre and Jill. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.